0: Sports Talk, where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere, including our specials now through Tuesday. Michelob Ultra 30-packs twenty one eighty eight. Not your father's fruit punch and hazy orange. Twenty-four pack, fifteen ninety nine. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day on the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. Start stocking up now for the Memorial Day weekend. In fact, the weather on Sunday, I mean it's not Memorial Day yet, but Sunday it's supposed to be. Up around 80. And in the 70s next week, and then we add the Memorial Day weekend, it might be more of the same. Stock up now, you want some nice, ass, nice, cool beverages around. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Down 17 at one point. The Warriors behind Draymond Green and Steph Curry rally to beat Portland. Steph backs up the midcourt. Dribbles down the lane. Throws to Draymond. Layup is up and good! It's good! 1-14, Portland 1-11. And that was the final last night in Oakland with the Warriors up two games to none over the Blazers in the Western Conference final. Before we get to Brett uh, Hudson here, who covers Mississippi State football, let's just put the uh, sports talk radio, like news talk radio, is 24-7 now. So you have to come up with a wide variety of subjects to talk about. The vast majority, by the way, are ridiculous. Such as this. Are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? Excuse me? I can't believe you honestly asked that question. Are you out of your mind? (laughs) Right now, he's one of the top two, if not the best player on the planet. The last time I checked without him... The Warriors did not win the NBA title without him. They won one, then they lost the next one. With him, they have never lost in the NBA Finals. So the argument's over. Let's give them credit. They've been playing terrific basketball with him out of the lineup. Winning at Houston, winning the first two games over Portland in this series. That's three straight wins. Without him, the Warriors are an excellent team. With him, they are dynastic. All right. I'll I, I say this stuff like, really? Yeah, I sat down with a producer and the three of you got together and said, let's debate this. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, All right. Tommy Stevens has made his choice, no surprise. He visited Illinois, he visited Miami of Ohio, and he visited Kentucky. We all knew that the last visit was going to be Mississippi State. In the end, he has decided to, as a grad transfer, play his fifth season at Mississippi State. Uh, Joining us now from uh, Starkville, Brad Huntley, great to have you with us. Uh, Appreciate your time very much.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm good, guys. Uh, y'all, uh, do I need a translator for when I say words like y'all, or will y'all, y'all
0: be able to keep up with me? No, no, I can keep up with you, believe me. I'm, okay. I've done enough games in the South in my lifetime. I don't I don't need a translator. <laughs> uh, let's uh, get to the quarterback situation. Nick Fitzgerald was no better than okay last year. Uh, and is it true that Thompson did not have what you would call the marquee springer quarterback?
1: Um, it's hard to evaluate what they did in spring this year just because, so the way Joe Moore had described what the offense was last year was, if you were to condense his offense to the letters of the alphabet, they got A through M installed last year, and that was good enough when supported by the best defense in the country to win eight SEC games and and play in in a New Year's Day bowl game. But when you've also got the best defense in the country, and you're probably looking for a little more than, than eight wins, particularly at a place like Mississippi State, where generally those windows to win big are few and far between. So it's, it's hard to evaluate what Keaton did in the spring because it, whether it's Tommy Stevens comes to the two most likely starting quarterbacks now, it's all about what they execute through Z and in the offense it's, it's all about joe moorhead in year two getting the entire alphabet of the offense in and kind of reaching that next level of understanding in the offense that's something he he really struggled with and he could raise as much he, he really struggled with that in, in year one at mississippi state and if he's going to be successful long term it really needs to start with having his entire offense in and on display in, in year two a
0: lot of that defense was drafted uh, in this uh, offseason, and just every time you turned around, the name Mississippi State was coming up, and it was a defensive player being taken. Is there a lot more pressure on the offense to give them some success this season because of that fact?
1: Yes, uh, I, I think that's a, that's a big part of it, for sure. I mean, you mentioned they had three defensive players drafted in the first round, two of them defensive linemen, uh, but they lost their entire starting defensive line. Their three best reserves on the interior of that defensive line and their two safeties. Uh, so they lost arguably the most important positions in, in SEC, in the SEC on defense. They lost their guys at pretty much all of them. Uh, so there's good, it, there's a lot of talent. They were very deep. That was another thing that made last year's defense very good. They could rotate with little to no drop-offs. So they're, they're still going to be solid. They're probably going to be maybe a top 25 level defense, maybe a, a Feeling top out or maybe a top 15 range but it's it's just hard to believe when when you lose as many guys as this defense did it's still going to be number one in the nation so the offense has to make up for that regression and push it a little further if, if joe Moorhead's going to recaptivate the fan base when he was first hired
0: what's the initial reaction in starkville to uh, tommy stevens saying yes he'll go there
1: uh excitement you know there's there's I don't know really know why, but there seems to be this fan narrative among grad transfer quarterbacks that they're they're a one year savior kind of deal like they they come into your program they immediately increase your offensive capability then they they ride off into the sunset as a hero always to be remembered. i'm in the process of doing some some research right now as to how, uh, accurate is, accurate that narrative is. But I think we can all think of grad transfer cornerbacks that just fell flat on their face when they got to their, their new uh, destination, Malik, Saier, Everett, Goldson, uh, the the list goes on and on. Now, of course, Tommy Stevens has an advantage that most grad transfers don't in that he's transferring to an offense that he has already learned and known and knows and performed in. So he's he's got a little baked in advantage that, that most grad transfers uh don't. But in, in general they're they're pretty excited about it just because you mentioned that Nick Fitzgerald was he struggled in the finer aspects of the passing game, particularly mm-hmm. the deep game that, that Joe Moorhead uh put so much emphasis on in his offense and in and anybody really who is, who would give them hope that they can complete and complete down the field and really threaten defenses. 20 yards down the field, they'd be pretty excited about anybody. They could give them that hope at this point.
0: It's only one year in the books down there, but how did the populace feel about Joe Joe Moorhead's first season?
1: Yeah, it's funny. It was a very roller coastery kind of season in terms of uh, fan support. So they had that really bad stretch offensively at the end of September where they scored 13 combined points in losses to Florida and Kentucky lose one game thirteen to seven at home to Florida to Dan Mullen, the guy that just left Mississippi State, so that's a particularly difficult pill to swallow. But then they, they show some signs of life. They they get right against Auburn and Texas A and M, but they have really bad offensive showings at L S U and at Alabama. And then they go to the Egg Bowl. They beat Ole Miss thirty five to three. There's video of Joe Moorhead cussing at an associate Ole Miss A B on the field after the game and all of a sudden he is a god in Starkville Mississippi for an entire month so if you ever want to become a god in Starkville Mississippi just beat Ole Miss by 30 and cuss at him that is apparently <laughs> the, the formula to becoming a deity in Starkville Mississippi so he spends a month being a, a god here he pulled in a really good early sign class in that December um, signing period and then they play the Outback Bowl against Iowa, and they lose that game 29-24 or whatever that gross final score was. And now he spent the entire offseason being the, the whipping post, again, of, of the fan base. So it's been very up and down. Uh, I, I think it's all kind of unfair. I mean, yeah, we, we placed a lot of expectations on, on year one, and he's he's admitted that he's partially default for that. And if we're being honest, I am too uh, for, for what I what I thought. I thought it was a 10-2 and team yeah. in the preseason. Uh, none of it long-term changes my thoughts on, on Joe Moorhead. I still think Joe is going to be a successful coach here at Mississippi State. It's just the, the fan base really rode the roller coaster up and down with this thing. They got real high and they got real low all at the same time.
0: Realistically, in a division that has Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, LSU, and yes, even Old Miss, how difficult is it to find your spot and find traction in a division like that?
2: It's, it's
1: tough. I mean, Mississippi State, uh, in, in terms of access to facilities and talent and all of that, it's not a very difficult job, but when you factor in the division it's in, you mentioned Alabama, Auburn, Texas State, yeah. and Texas A&M, LSU, all of them significantly better jobs than than Mississippi State. I think that's that's just undeniable fact. It makes Mississippi State a, a really difficult job. Now, that being said, there is a formula to winning here, and, and Dan Bowen, prove that the state of Mississippi has gotten better at producing a handful of top-level recruits in, in each class. And Dan Mullen was very good at getting those guys to Mississippi State. Jeffrey Simmons is the biggest example. He came up 45 minutes away from, from Starkville. Dan Bowling got him on campus, and as three years later he was a, a first-round draft pick. And, and before Dan Mullen, you'd see Alabama and Auburn and Georgia come to Mississippi and, and take some of those guys out. And frankly, some of that still happens. I mean, a, a great linebacker in a Memphis suburb up in North Mississippi, Nicobe Dean, one of the best recruits in the country, he just went to Georgia. So some of that still happens. But if Moorhead can more or less follow that Dan Mullen recruiting philosophy, of start by getting the very best in the state and pick from certain areas, Alabama is very important to, to Mississippi State in recruiting and got some some pieces on his initial staff to help him recruit there. One of them is the coordinator, Joe Jones. You can pluck from Memphis and certain pockets of Tennessee and Louisiana and Texas. All of that is on the table for state to be a legitimate, maybe five and three, six and two SEC record kind of team. When when all of the pieces come together at once for for state, all of that. It's on the table. It's just not as easy to do at state as it is at Alabama.
0: Obviously, you're going to be in a learning curve on this when it comes to him. Uh, But uh, in the final question, what are your expectations now in Mississippi State now that he is the quarterback?
1: Well, Tommy's Tommy's not – he's in for a battle. I'll I'll put it that way because, as I I mentioned, it's all about – uh, they were A through M, 90 N through Z. And and Joe Moorhead has had a few comments in, in the uh, spring specifically about kind of adapting the offense to what he has at Mississippi State. So if the Joe Moorhead offense that Tommy Stevens tries to learn is a carbon copy of what he learned at Penn State, then, then yes, Tommy Stevens will be your starting quarterback. But if there are enough just subtle nuanced changes to the offense, I, I do wonder if that might be enough to bog Tommy Stevens down and, and allow Keaton Thompson to, to win the job. But whether, honestly, whether it's Keaton Thompson or it's uh, or it's Tommy Stevens, I'm not sure that it really matters in terms of, of the expectations. They have a significant stretch in October. They have to go to Tennessee. Right. Uh, I think they host Auburn. I think there's a game at Texas A&M somewhere in there this is a this is more or less an eight and four roster there are a few swing games in there that could send this thing down to seven and five and you've got some long-term concerns about Joe Moorhead or you could win all of those swing games this thing goes up to nine and three and and then he's overachieving and then once again that that roller coaster that the fan base is riding it, it reaches a high again so that that there's a stretch in late September and October that's going to be really important for, for Mississippi State, and, and the key for them is to have someone who can run 100% of the Joe Moorhead offense and, and run it well. Obviously, when you get a grad transfer quarterback on a one-year deal, you're you're assuming that he's, he's going to be the guy, and if I'm being honest, that's a, a fair assumption. So Tommy Stevens has to find some way to get to where he can competently and effectively run everything Joe Moorhead has in his offense by the time those late September and October swing games and in the schedule come around. That's what's gonna this thing from a seven and five season to a nine and three season. That's that's frankly that's what Mississippi State needs and, and Tommy Stevens that's what he needs if he's gonna be someone that not only wins this starting quarterback job but is remembered at Mississippi State as a as a fruitful venture.
0: Brett, thanks so much. Appreciate your time and insight very much.
1: How to you help, guys? Thanks for having me.
0: Brett Hudson joining us. He covers Mississippi State football on a regular basis out of Starkville, Mississippi, aka known as Stark Vegas. We know darn well when he's in town. Danville's known as Dan Vegas. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Well, we kind of run the gambit today we talked about Penn State men's lacrosse in the opening half hour Quint Kestnick joined us he'll be part of the ESPNU broadcast team Sunday at noon from the uh, rent uh, Pratt Whitney field you know it's it's interesting because uh I've never been to I've never been to the field I've never seen the stadium and I'll go on Sunday. But years ago, before they built it, I played a high school football game at East Hartford High, which is across the street from where the field is. And then the field is located on Roberts Lane. And the first two years of my life, I lived on Roberts Lane. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. Zero. Just for uh, anecdotal evidence from my parents before we moved uh, up to Enfield. So, But I've never been to the stadium. It'll, it'll be the first time on Sunday. It just turned out out of pure luck. Uh, my son Dan and I are going to the Red Sox game tomorrow night at Fenway with the Astros. And I was already planning that when the game was over, you know, I'm going to stay at a hotel in Connecticut tonight. And, you know, drive up, um, you know, I'm gonna, I have an aunt and uncle that live up in Bill Ricca, Tommy Glavin's hometown. In fact, they live in the same street as a Glavin's. And, uh, and visit them. Dan's just over the line in New Hampshire, so he'll come down, we'll meet, boom, then we'll go to the game. And then I was going to drive back after and go to the same hotel in Connecticut again, stay overnight, then come back Sunday. Well, it turned out that Penn State won the lacrosse game, and they got sent to East Hartford. Well, East Hartford's 10 miles from the hotel I'm staying in, and the matchup's at noon. I said, you know, I can go cover this. Interview Jeff Tambroni, maybe a couple players after the game, and then we'll come back and – air it for you on Monday. Hopefully it will be the kind of interview where we're talking about Penn State's first ever Final Four. But Quint Kestnick is also the guy that does all those Matt interviews when Penn State's won all of these national championships. It is not the easiest thing to do. He does a great job with it. And he's the one, you know, Bo Nichols' memorable quote a year ago. That was the Kestnick. And as he says, he says the Penn State guys come off the mat, he says, they're barely breathing. Yeah. Special programs are like that. That's Penn State Wrestling. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstores, ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones' favorite place. Snacks? Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks? Check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, including this great special through Tuesday, Michelob Ultra 30-packs, 2188. You can also get Not Your Father's Fruit Punch and Hazy Orange Flavors, 24-pack, $15.99. Wine Coolers, Water, Soft Drink Snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the Pickle Bar, led by the Barrels and the Dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Summary, the Beverage Supermarket. Hey, he added a new a new pickle that I wanted to tell you about. They they have uh, it. You know, they uh, the the sprinkle you put on shrimp and things like that. Yeah, yeah that's the new one. Great, old, old Bay, old Bay. Well, Girardi would like that. That's got Maryland written all over it. Old Bay. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And with that, two Kevins. Is there enough room for
2: both? Oh, plenty of room. Boy, they got the best pickles ever at that place, Brewer's Outlet. And Claire's still got a bag of chips that he gave us. So Wow. Best chips ever. Best. They got really good stuff there. You guys are lucky you get to go there. We're too far away.
0: So, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Uh, enjoyed every minute and everything he gave us. Really, really nice guy.
0: Nah, Corey's awesome. Yeah. Really Corey Cory's incredible. So, does great work there. Yep. Had a so, good time. So, so
2: as, you,
0: as you would say, what up?
2: <laughs> what up? Yep. Let's see. Enlarge prostate, that's pretty cool. Right. You ever have a prostate exam? Yep. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I failed <Yep>. mine. <laughs> but, uh, so That's the problem I was having there, so that's under control. And there you go. I go for a cortisone shot in my hip Tuesday afternoon. There you go. About an hour-long procedure, and then I should be ready to roll and decisions to make. And I'm doing well. At least I'm getting the answers. I wasn't getting the answers for a while, and I was getting really frustrated, you know. Yeah. Like I did anything to get this stuff. I just got it. So right. now I feel like it's under control, and I'm in a better mental state. So Great. That's about it for me. I'm really upset with ESPN. So I know <laughs> you don't follow hockey so close when your team's not in it and stuff like that. But they're not even covering the hockey at all.
0: No. And, they don't have any money invested in it. That's why.
2: Yeah, I know. And I mean, they, they don't even give you the time of the game tonight, you know. And I find that really don't call yourself a sports you know universal sports station and because there's no money involved for you you don't report what's going on but i I bet you
0: know everything that's going on with the nba now after watching espn for about three
2: minutes it's that's all nba and gee what a shock golden state's going to win it all you know maybe milwaukee will give them a good fight but you know it's very we listen to it all day long and by 2 o'clock, we're like, God, are they going to talk about anything but Golden State all day long?
0: Or LeBron. Or LeBron.
2: Yeah, all or LeBron. They'll, they'll kick in LeBron. and I mean, we had to go over Stephen A. Smith having a meltdown because the Knicks didn't get Zion. But, you know, any person with common sense would sit there and say, you're still getting the number three pick. I mean...
0: Well, you know what? This is what... It- You know what makes the NFL ultra-successful? Of course, the the country loves football. Mm -hmm. But they don't need New York or Los Angeles to win. Yeah. I mean, the Los Angeles didn't even have a team for over 20 years. Didn't have a team. Yeah. And the NFL flourished.
2: And the New York teams really haven't done that. Well, the Giants will kick one in here or there. But for the most part, they stink.
0: But, but, for example, Green Bay can be successful. People love it. Yeah. Uh, Carolina can be successful. Denver can be successful. Philadelphia can be successful. Yeah. Right? All these different teams can be successful in the NFL, and people love the game. Yeah. The NBA will prove to me that they are as good as they say they are. When Utah plays Atlanta in the final and people are watching.
2: I don't think they'll watch.
0: I don't. Well, see, that's my point. That's why if your league is as good as you're telling everybody on a daily basis, and you've got a $1.4 billion a year contract with your mouthpiece, ESPN, to promote you left and right. I mean, there's no journalism when it comes to how they cover the NBA. It's not even close. I agree. Yep. Right? But... If your league is as good as you say it is, then it is okay that a smaller market team drives Zion Williamson because all in the NFL, all teams are equal. The Green Bay Packers, in a city of 102,000 people, has as much pull and affection from the country as a team in New York with a metro area of over 7 million. Yep. Right? And that the NFL's popular. If, you're, if your league is any good, going to a small market team to you as a league should be, yeah, it's great. He's going to New Orleans. Good. good for him. Instead of, we've got to get him to New York. We've got to get Durant to New York. New York has done nothing on the NBA scale for years. The NBA, to its credit, has not been hurting. But they act like the Lakers, for example, must must be good. They've got to be good. They talk about the Lakers every day. They talk about LeBron every day. And the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in six years.
2: And the games are dreadfully boring. I I mean, it's unwatchable until the last five minutes of the game. But hockey, there is nothing better than the Stanley Cup tournament. Nothing. Uh, And sports, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I can put on any game... It doesn't matter who's playing each other. It is flat-out exciting. And you don't have to have a dog in the fight, you know, to enjoy watching it because every minute of it is riveting. And they don't want to cover it. They don't even want to talk about it. You know, maybe they'll put Barry Melrose on once in a while to get a comment out of him. But I find it really distressing. Well, I'm not distressed. I could care less. (laughs) I've got worse issues, well, than that. but well, it, look. I just not you know, <laughs> find it frustrating. That the kid who works with me, Josh, he he's not a sports fan, but he loves hockey. He is just doesn't matter who ahead. plays. And he says, "Why won't they even talk about it?" You know, uh, because I they don't care. You said, because they don't have a contract with the NHL. It's a competition to them. The NHL competes against their basketball, so they're not gonna they're not gonna touch it.
0: So, well, that's why you can't say we're the worldwide leader in sports. Exactly, and then you start that's skipping, and then you start hearing. skipping stuff. You yeah, start, start you're skipping what you stuff. want
2: to report.
0: Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll never forget the day. It's a couple of years ago. Right, the head coach at Orlando was fired. Yep. breaking news Orlando head coach that fired I'm sitting there watching this breaking news breaking news okay uh no I don't even know if it's breaking news in Orlando they don't even they don't even know who he, they don't even know who he is I mean seriously hey no, breaking you're right. news oh, like, uh, the people in Orlando don't even know who the heck their head coach is Well,
2: I mean, like Josh said here he said it's in the NBA, it's the same five, six teams every year. The weaker oh. teams don't advance, don't go anywhere. And unless they put a free agency package together, to the, you know, the LeBron right. thing in Miami or Durant going to Golden State, uh, that that's what the NBA is all about. Let's build a sure. super team, you know. And right. that's, as a sports fan, a chronic sports fan, I find that like big deal, you know. So uh, you no, got together no, with no, your no, buddies. So like, like Kyrie Irving wants to get together with Durant and let's build a team in New York. And uh, why don't you just go play where they're paying you multi millions of dollars and go do your job instead of trying to buy yourself a championship? I don't. I, I'll never respect Kevin Durant from right. even Oklahoma City. He had a good team and they could have won there. And he decided to just take the easy road. And I, and I don't believe he's not hurt really bad.
0: Um, I think, well, I don't, I don't know. I think. Uh, no, I think he's hurt. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, uh, I
2: think he's hurt really bad. No, I, I think. He's I think. Hurt a I, lot worse I think. I think. And they're putting off.
0: Right. Uh, I also think.
2: Achilles. And that's like a $300 million injury because if he yeah. popped his Achilles, that's ended a lot of major careers. Lawrence Taylor, for one, you know, right. it, it, it is a injury that never heals. And if he popped it, that's it. He's not going anywhere. You know, he well, will never uh, be the same player.
0: Well, it's just you get into this time of the year. and Well, it's not just this time of the year. To be honest with you, most of the stuff that airs right now is when they're debating, uh, okay, are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? Okay, are you some sort of group of total idiots here? (laughs) He's one of the top two players on the planet. So without Durant, the Warriors are an excellent team. Okay? But the last time I checked... Durant's played there two years, and they won the championship each year. The last year that he wasn't there, they lost in the finals. So, I mean, I hear this stuff. I remember listening to ESPN, and this is why I just stopped listening to this stuff. It was late October, early November. Who's the NBA MVP. I'm like sitting in the car going, what absolute complete idiot sat down in a conference room and said, this is a topic for today. Boom, off. Would yeah. not listen to it. I said, it's October, November. You don't debate who the MVP is. God, I think, I think the MVP, in fact, ESPN has cheapened, as far as I'm concerned, MVP talk everywhere. You know? It Used to be, it was a big deal who won the MVP. It used to be a big deal who won the Cy Young. They do things now in such a way where they turn you off. Yep. I could care less who the MVP is. I agree. Um, uh, I mean, I'm looking at golf uh, um, at uh, the golf section on ESPN yesterday. Yeah, they had seven stories, seven on their on their headlines. Five of the seven were Tiger Woods like uh, he's, what
2: he's not gonna make the cut is he
0: no he's uh bogeyed his last two holes no, he's, he's at four o- he's at four over right now and he's above the cut line
2: yeah yeah he so what he did a few weeks ago was incredible he's probably well, it was
0: phenomenal I mean phenomenal yeah. Yeah. but you just can't keep riding we're gonna re- okay LeBron's not in the playoffs LeBron thinks C.J. McCollum's a really good player. I don't care what LeBron thinks.
2: <laughs> I don't. So, I'm... <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm reading this. I'm looking at the headline in ESPN. I'm thinking, what in the heck do I want to read that for? I don't care what he thinks. I can You know, I'll... like you know, I mean, I've announced a lot of basketball in my lifetime. I even announced C.J. McCollum when he was at Lehigh. Okay, yeah. I can figure it out by myself. I don't need LeBron James to help me.
2: Yeah. I um And a lot – well, LeBron brings it on, too, because he's got his TV shows and all this other crap. I, which I give – Which, better. by the Michael way, Jordan, is – Jordan, LeBron as, James. I'll say this about Jordan. He's a tough guy and all that. But when it was time for him to step away, he stepped away, you know, and he yeah. stepped away. He, he – you know, you might have a commercial here or there where he just smiles, but outside of that, you don't hear a peep out of the guy. LeBron just has to constantly be stroked, you know. And well,
0: it's that's why I've always referred to him. I said, like, he's he's having a press conference and all these people like are there. I said, I'll be watching TV and I'll say, "Quiet, everybody! Gandhi's about to speak." Yeah, <laughs> it's well, like he, he is. I
2: mean, I, you know, say, and a lot on. of the press likes to build it up too, but.
0: And I mean he's it's not, a tremendous
2: he's, athlete, but after a while and, he, he gets,
0: and he's he's a tremendous athlete who is smart. He obviously with this T V stuff is is turning out to be one heck of an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean he's got a great feel for it. I mean, so I give him all the credit in the world. But also everyone acts as if his opinion is the opinion. Like, yeah. no, it's not. It's just an You're opinion a bad by football a guy.
2: Player. Don't go beyond that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I always felt that about actors who would run around and start talking politically. I'm like, oh, oh my God, you're an actor. You make believe you're somebody else. And I'm, you know, I'm going to believe you. You make a living making believe you're something you're not. Uh, and, but they influence uh, people because people listen to what they say. And yeah, that's they why they're hired. We believe what yeah. they say.
0: And, yeah, but, that's when it becomes a problem yeah <laughs> uh, that's when it becomes a problem, like I'm gonna take myself seriously, oh, for goodness sakes, you know half the vast majority of America is trying to make sure that they got all the bills paid <laughs> okay exactly. before the month Cheryl is over. She' running
2: around telling everyone they should use one piece of toilet paper each time they go to the bathroom. Meanwhile, she's driving to concerts in an entourage with fifteen tractor trailers, you know as. <laughs> You know, check and, the source and, before uh, you start protesting. It's like,
0: and not only, not only that, but they're only going with 200 rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. Each, each <laughs> member of the crew gets one piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I can see the truck driver say, just give me the roll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: oh, I so What love time that. are you
2: coming here tomorrow? Or are you coming uh, tonight?
0: Coming tonight. So you, do you want to do breakfast tomorrow?
2: Sure. What time? Um, let's see. You're at the Marriott on Day Hill Road, right?
0: Uh, Dumpy Lane. This sounds like a spinoff, Breakfast with the Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're invited. Do you want to go? You want to bring suit light with you? <laughs> I, I should, 20. just to take you up on that. I should. No, I know you're going to the Phillies game, so. No, no, anyway. no, no, not this weekend. That's a couple of weekends away. Uh, oh, there you go. Now, yeah, I, now you, I will you, show you, you, yeah, you're gonna to have to find Dumfie Lane. <laughs> I got GPS. It can't be that long.
2: Dumfie
0: Lane. Yeah, it's, it's um
2: Dumfie Lane.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a Residence Inn. Oh, so a it's off,
2: okay, I know where it is. it's, okay. it's off it's, it's off a three. Residence or residence yeah, it's it's of off it's I've off
0: three it so, fifteen of the Bloomfield exit, something like that. So. I think it's off Route three hundred and fifteen. It's off ninety one.
2: So. Yeah, I know it's off ninety one, but I yeah. okay. I'm, I can tell you right now because I got it on my tablet. I don't want you to get lost now, you know. So you
0: know, I know where I'm going. I would recommend. <laughs> I, I I'd it. recommend the Chick Fil A. I think there's a Chick Fil A nearby that we stopped at on the way to New England a few times.
2: Chick Fil A. There's a uh, mm-hmm. right down the road from the hotel is the other one. Uh, Oh my god! My step granddaughter works at one the uh, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: Buffalo Wild Wings.
2: Yeah, All right. What do you What right uh, do you say? What you
0: say? You meet meet me at the hotel at eight thirty tomorrow morning.
2: Okay. What's the hotel again? Residence.
0: Residence in
2: on Dumphy Lane.
0: Dumphy Lane. One hundred Dumphy Lane.
2: You got it. I'll be there. You drive careful.
0: I will. Great, will be look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Suit, so, really. I thought. I mean, the opening segment on Indy was awesome. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, a quick Kesnick, Thank you. He joined us in the first half hour. Dick Girardi. Uh, we had a reporter from Mississippi State on Tommy Stevens, and then the King. To put a crown a on all of this, what a day! Now I'm going to get in a car.
2: Good talking to you, Kevin. Take care, my friend. Have a great
0: weekend, everybody.